Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cara, acne can be tough. Whether your kid is just starting to get breakouts or has been struggling with them for years, there's a great product that can help. Phyla is the ultimate game changer. It tackles acne right at its root cause, rebalancing the skin's bacteria and packing it with probiotic phages. Phyla harnesses the superpowers of probiotics, tiny warriors targeting and wiping out the acne-causing bacteria. In studies, Phyla slashed acne-causing bacteria by a whopping 90%. Phyla doesn't just fix acne you can see. It stops new breakouts in their tracks. It has no harsh chemicals and won't irritate or dry most skin. Phyla's three-step system is like a dermatologist-approved magic potion. Cleanse, apply serum, and moisturize twice a day. As a special treat for our listeners, you can grab 25% off your first order of Phyla. Head over to phylabiotics.com, enter code PUBERTY at checkout, and kickstart your family's journey to acne-free skin. Check out the link in our show notes for quick access. Hi, I'm Kara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Cole Bennett. Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty, that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescence, ours and theirs. So, Kara, you know how we tell our listeners that the Now What episodes are based on listener questions? Which they are. Yeah. Except this week, <laughs> the episode is based on a Vanessa suggestion. Vanessa being me, the person sitting on the mic. <laughs> Vanessa was listening to the Puberty Podcast when she thought of this question. Which I do every week. So I'm going to start with the story. So the topic is apologies. Today's topic is apologies. And Cara and I have very different styles. Cara, when she has not responded to an email within 15 seconds of the person sending the email, her emails start with apologies for the terrible delay in responding. I am, I am trying so to get better about this because that is not healthy. And I'm like, what the hell is she apologizing for? It's been like I, a minute. Yeah. I so know. we're going to work on that. We're working on it. Yeah. That's a different episode. That's a different episode. But there are times when we really owe other people apologies. And I'm sorry, Vanessa, what are you talking about? <laughs> and in this case, I want to talk about apologies we owe to kids. We'll have a whole other segment on apologies we owe to our partners and maybe even apologies we owe to our own parents. But in this case, it's about apologies we owe to kids. And I want to start with a story that happened just this past week. Some of you may not know this, but I was a soccer player and I have children who play soccer. And my greatest joy in life is to get to go watch my children play soccer. 
And I was at one of their soccer games and it was a night game and there were tons of fans, including lots of my kids' friends. And the fans were going crazy. And my kid was going to take a free kick, which is when everyone else on the field has to stop and you're taking a kick, sometimes on goal, sometimes on not. In this case, on No goal. pressure. No pressure, not stressful at all. Wink, wink. And my kid is lining up to take a free kick and his friends are screaming for him in the stands. And, you know, all cheering him on and enthusiastic. But the etiquette in soccer is when your person, your team is taking an important kick, you actually are quiet. So what did mature 46-year-old Vanessa do? Did you shush them? Not only did I shush them, I told them to shut up (laughs) in front of an entire stand full of my kids' high school. And it's on tape. It's, it's, it's been filmed. And I told them to shut up. My kid took a great kick. He didn't score, but he had a great kick. And I'm like, oh my God, I just screwed up. To my kids' wonderful, loving, supportive, kind, enthusiastic friends who were just trying to do the best they could. So at halftime, I went over to them and I said, guys, I am so sorry. I totally blew it. I should never have said that to you. First of all, saying shut up to anyone is something that I don't believe in. It's totally rude and disrespectful. And secondly, you were just trying to be good friends and encourage them. And they were so sweet. And they were like, no, it's our fault. We should have been quiet. We didn't know what you're supposed to do on a soccer. I said, no matter what the etiquette is, I should never have spoken to you that way. I apologize. And I'm really sorry. So we got in the car with my kid (laughs) after the game. And I'm like, so I just need to let you know. And he goes, oh, don't worry, mom. I know all about it. And then he presses play on his phone. And there's the recording of me saying, guys, shut up. As if I'm also 16, which I'm not. So it was a really valuable lesson. What did you say to him when he showed you the video? What did you say to him? He was laughing and I said to him, I just want you to know that I went and apologized to them. It was wrong of me. I shouldn't have told them that. They didn't video you apologizing. No, they didn't video, which they shouldn't have. However, later in the game, one of their players had a penalty kick and they shushed the whole crowd. This was in the second So you're sorry, not sorry, is what (laughs) I'm hearing. But I think... You know, I don't know if they would have done that had I not apologized and explained why I had inappropriately told them to shut up, but what was behind my telling them to be quiet. So there were like a variety of lessons learned. First, the number one lesson is that my kid showed me a lot of grace in not ripping me a new asshole, having told his friends to shut up, which he was fully within his rights to do. But secondly, If I had not apologized to those kids, I would be sitting with so much guilt and shame now nearly a week later. So I'm really glad I dealt with it then. But firstly, I screwed up in the moment. And I screwed up in the moment. And I think you could probably get underneath why I screwed up, Cara. 
Although I'm not going to, because I think the focus of this episode is really not about the nature of the error, but it's about when we identify that we've made an error, how to say I'm sorry, how to do it for ourselves, how to model it for our kids, how to do it, you know, sort of to get rid of that shame, right? And to sort of rinse our soul of all of it, but also how to do it because when we make an error, which we all do many times a day, there's nothing kind about not acknowledging it, right? So if our goal is to live honestly and openly and kindly, then acknowledging our errors is important. The way you opened the conversation is interesting because some of us are over-apologizers. I am an over-apologizer. That's not a good quality, actually. Starting everything with, I'm sorry, is really not the goal here. Are you an over-apologizer to your kids too or just in a professional setting? No, I am an over-apologizer in sort of in general, in life, on email, whatever. And I actually am working hard on not apologizing for things that I didn't do wrong. In other words, not responding to an email in 30 seconds is not apology worthy, right? right? So that's for sure. But with my kids, I am better at this and I'm a firm believer in this that there are ways that we should give our kids feedback without apologizing. And Mm. then there are things that we do that deserve apology. For instance here. So when your kid breaks a rule, breaks a curfew, breaks a... In California, a big thing is kids will often get their driver's license at 16. That's legal. They are not legally allowed to drive their car with other people under the age of 25 in it for a full year, not until they've had their license for a full year. That is the law. Okay. Wow. Vanessa, Vanessa's mouth is agape. Many do. They are often caught. They are certainly caught by the parents of their peers. Their friends know because their friends are in the back of the car. Sometimes they are caught by police and their license can be suspended. Wow. Right? Because it is illegal. And there are lots of reasons why that law is in place. If a kid were to break that rule and be caught driving other kids and it's illegal, that is a good example of a time where when you as a parent then impose a consequence, I'm sorry, does not have to fit into your imposing the consequence because you, parent, didn't do anything wrong. Your child knew the law. They had to know the law. That's how they passed their driver's test. They took a written test that acknowledged that they understood that part of the law. And so the I'm sorry lives with them, right? Not with you. So sometimes we impose a consequence or a punishment. And as parents, we will apologize while we're doing it. And that is not a place for apology. You can explain your rationale without saying I'm sorry. And I actually think that's more powerful in parenting. But in scenarios like the one you described, where our behavior is not ideal and where we do something that's way not ideal, (laughs) not ideal. (laughs) And we do, and you know, we've all have our, I could think of five things as you're going through that story that are analogous in my life. Yeah. An apology is a great strategy. If you listen to enough of our episodes, you'll hear us preach the importance of air particularly down there. Airing out body parts reduces sweatiness, stinkiness, and skin irritation. And it feels amazing to air it all out after a long day in tight, sweaty clothes. 
which is why we created the Umshort. Super soft, lightweight with wide legs and a low crotch. All help airflow. Designed for all genders in all sizes, literally down to kids extra small and up to men's extra large. Everyone who wears them tells us they've never been so comfy. Get your shorts at myoomla.com. Vanessa, we literally have three minutes to eat lunch every day. I am not joking. And the challenge is how to make it delicious and healthy and still fit into that tiny window. Our answer is Factors Ready to Eat Meals. They have been a godsend. We throw our Factor meals in the microwave. It takes two minutes and out comes a gorgeous, fresh, never frozen meal. We both love the tamale vegetarian one. It's delish. There's a ton of options every week. There's 60 add-ons, breakfast, snacks, beverages. I love doing the wellness shots with my kids. They think it's hilarious. And I know they're getting vitamins and minerals in their bodies. So get meals on your table or at your desk in two minutes or less. Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. You can customize with flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and you can press pause or reschedule depending upon your lifestyle. So to order, go to factormeals.com slash puberty50 and use the code puberty50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That code is puberty50 at factormeals.com slash puberty50 to get 50% off your first box, 20% off your next box. And I am going to go do that right now because I need more factor meals in my refrigerator. Cara, lately I have been lying awake at night. I'm physically exhausted, but I can't sleep because my mind is so wired with everything going on between work and my family. So I've added magnesium breakthrough to my nightly routine and it actually helps calm my mind. It helps me get better sleep and I wake up feeling better rested. I'm less cranky and I'm more patient with my family and with you. Oh, I've noticed. (laughs) And it's because unlike other magnesium supplements that might give one or two formulations of magnesium, magnesium breakthrough has seven. That's why you're sleeping so well and waking up refreshed. Now, dietary supplementation is always best, Vanessa. So that means eating your minerals and vitamins is the best way to get them in. But if you can't or you don't get enough, magnesium breakthrough is the way to go. It can also help digestion, though too much helps your digestion too much, which is not a good thing. It can support muscle recovery. So bye-bye, Charlie Horses. And it helps build dense bones, which is especially important for women approaching and in menopause. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can go to buyoptimizers.com slash puberty, B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash puberty. And you can use the code PUBERTY10 during checkout to save 10%. That promo code is PUBERTY10 at buyoptimizers.com slash puberty. Your body and brain and family and business partner will thank you. Cara, my kids love Magic Spoon cereal, and even though it's cereal, they actually love it as a homework snack. The variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter, and fruity is the favorite flavor in my house. Now, this pack has zero grams of sugar, between 13 and 14 grams of protein, and between four and five grams of net carbs per serving. 
It's made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and it's high in protein, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So a great choice, Vanessa. You can go to magicspoon.com slash puberty to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our, you guessed it, promo code puberty at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident you're going to love their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. They do not want you to send their cereal back to them. Try a bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash puberty and use the code puberty to save $5. Can I just say I was looking at you thinking... I really like your outfit today. And then I looked down and realized that I was wearing the same outfit, just a different color sweater. Sorry, that was a non sequitur. And sorry, was not really a genuine apology because I think that was a really important thing to add to this conversation. Yeah, I mean, there are times when I actually asked my kids last night, I said, what is like your most memorable apology? And does it feel valid or important? And... One of them brought up an apology from when he was seven. And it's a story we tell where he drew in Sharpie on a freshly painted wall and he denied it, except he had this little character that he drew. It was like a little guy. And it was like his signature tag. tag. It was like his graffiti (laughs) tag. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, it's your guy. We all know it's your guy. How are you denying it? And he kept lying about it. And I took away the Xbox for four months. You can ask me why my seven-year-old was playing on an Xbox another time. And I said to him last night in response to that story, I said, I am sorry. I handled that situation so poorly. I had no idea what I was doing. I like was completely clueless in parenting you through this time in your development. And I'm sorry. But what you can do as a parent, and I think this is an important takeaway. One thing you can do as a parent when you're going back and reliving the way you did something is apologize for the how, but not apologize for the what. So there needed to be some consequence, right? Maybe a consequence for the behavior, maybe a consequence for the lie. Maybe that's what it was, right? When you look back, we call it medicine, the retrospectoscope, which is not a real tool. And it's so dorky, but I love it. Yeah. We always say the retrospectoscope has 20-20 vision. (laughs) And then you giggle in your little white coats. (laughs) And then we're like, okay. But you can look back and you can say, wow, in retrospect, I'm not sorry I punished you for drawing with Sharpie on the wall. And I'm actually not sorry that I punished you for lying about it because that was not okay. But I'm sorry for how I punished you or how I communicated it or the randomness of the consequence. Like there's a way to parse when you feel you have to apologize to a kid. I had over the last academic year, so last year when my daughter was a senior in high school and I was feeling, I was very much in that moment and all parents whose kids are about to launch know this feeling. I was very much in this moment of constantly like, she's individuating. I'm wanting to keep her close. I know I'm going to miss her. She can't really imagine the next steps in her life and she just wants to be there already, right? There's this tension. And I found myself over the course of the entire year, constantly 
apologizing for the way I was engaging with her. That I don't think is productive at all. And I actually stopped myself from doing that eventually because what was I apologizing for? Our goals were different. Our needs were different. I needed her to be around and to be connected and she needed to be individuating. And so I'm sorry doesn't have a role there. And sometimes we say it and we catch ourselves. And so I actually went back to her when I started realizing what was happening. And I said, I keep saying I'm sorry for something that's so ridiculous. And I, you know, sort of take the do-over. We talk about it all the time. Taking the do-over with apologies is a huge subcategory of the do-over. So there's when you need to do it. And then there's when you do it excessively. And sometimes it's not the apology actually feels disingenuous and it's the other things we can say instead of an apology. So like I had a situation where I was on the receiving end of an apology that sounded like this. I'm really sorry that you feel that way. I was just going to say, <laughs> like, that is the classic, right? Or I feel bad that. That's yeah. the, the way that apology is, right? It's about the... Per, it's very, but it's like, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's not an apology. Don't no. stick I'm sorry in front of that. No. And with our kids, when they're, you know, ranting and raving or upset or angry at something we did or someone else did, or there's injustice or there's hurt feelings, I've been working hard not to put I'm sorry in front of that. I've been working hard to use... I'm the leader of that club. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Lisa Demore, God bless her, uses the, oh, that stinks. Mm -hmm. I'm less refined than Lisa Demore. So I usually say, oh, that really sucks. Right. So just acknowledging that's a hard feeling. That really, that's crappy. And sometimes there are words that we can choose to replace sorry that are better. So Sometimes what I mean to say when I'm apologizing to my kids is I'm embarrassed that. Oh, I like that. Right? Or I'm upset that. What's really going on at the core of it? And then you can fill in the blank, but sometimes that takes a minute of sort of collecting your thoughts and thinking about what you're feeling. So I want to flip the direction of traffic here. Are there times when we should demand or expect or require an apology from our kids? Is that useful? There's the constant conversation about forced apology. Right. Well, ultimately, I think one of the reasons we're even having this conversation is we're trying to model for our kids when it's appropriate to own your actions and tell someone you're sorry, right? So your opening story is a very good example of we all screw up, but you were modeling owning your actions. And that, you know, the irony of the story is that while you were sharing with your kid that you had done this and you were ultimately hoping to model by sharing the story, really the punchline of the story was you on the video um, <laughs> doing the thing, right? But 100%, that's the goal here is for our kids and the kids in our lives to take responsibility for their actions. But I think there's a difference between, like if I was given a choice between my kid taking responsibility for their actions and not necessarily apologizing versus my kid apologizing, but maybe not getting all the way underneath the apology, I would much rather 
them take responsibility. And I don't actually care about whether they say, I'm sorry. I care that they're like, I messed up or I blew it or I didn't say thank you and I should have or I didn't appreciate what you did or I was disrespectful in this moment or whatever it is that I care much more about than, oh, I'm sorry, mom. Because like nine times out of 10, the I'm sorry is like meaningless. Right. Because either they don't really know what they're sorry for and they're just giving you a categorical or they do know what they're sorry for, but they haven't taken the extra beat to acknowledge it, which means they may not be clocking it mentally, which means they may not be changing their behavior going forward. Or I've like painted them into a shame corner and the only way they can get out of it is by apologizing, but like by forcing it and like right trapping them, they're not going to actually have the emotional ability to get underneath it. Right, like every Tuesday when the garbage cans are picked up in front of the house, right? And they're sitting on the curb empty, waiting for my kids to wheel them back in. That is a, you know, everyone has their chores around the house that they assign their kids. Their kids know, right? My kids know they bring in the trash cans. So why every single Tuesday night does the conversation start with sorry, mom, right? They're not really sorry. They just didn't bring in the trash cans. And so that conversation feels to me like it's more like, here's what I've noticed. Every Tuesday, you don't bring in the trash cans and I have to ask you. And if I have to ask you, it kind of undermines the fact that it's your responsibility and not mine. What can we do? How can we change things so that I don't have to remind you to bring it in? And if their response is, sorry, mom, sorry, mom, I don't know, (laughs) then... (laughs) We're we're gendering it and it's not fair. I was that just thinking that. It could be an octave higher. Totally could be an octave higher. But if their response is, sorry, mom, that's a moment where you just want to grab and kind of say, it's, this isn't about an apology. I'm actually asking you a real question. The last example is between two kids living in your house. And I actually feel like that should be its own episode, frankly. But I want to just get at Is there a moment where you turn to one kid and you say, that was a really crappy thing to say and I think you need to apologize? Or like, what do you do in that scenario, Cara, when someone's dumping on the other one? I actually think it depends on the ages of the kids. Mm. When kids are younger, they do need to be taught when an apology is part of the remediation of their behavior. They did something bad or wrong and they know they have or someone caught them doing it and undoing the behavior is one thing, but acknowledging, owning and saying, I'm sorry is another. And I think it's very, very important to tell them this is an instance where an apology is really important. The older they get, the trickier that negotiation becomes, mostly because the older they get, the less likely it is that you have actually witnessed what has gone on. There are two sides to every story. There is history there. There is, right, there is a lot that underlies whatever the offense was. And so sometimes I think in that case, the more effective thing would be to say, can you explain to me what went on? And do you think an apology is warranted here? Can you walk me through that? Help your kid understand the thinking about it. Except when it's Monday night dinner at my house, which is for some reason 
when all things fall apart. And weirdly, when I was growing up, Monday night dinner, my mom used to get up from the table crying most Monday nights because inevitably my older brother would get my younger brother to spit his milk across the table. And we were all like in a fit of giggles. Style, like Yeah, he'd you know, sit there with a mouthful of milk. In those days, people drank milk with their dinner. He would sit there with a mouthful of milk waiting for my older brother to say something ridiculous and then would just spew it across the table. And that deserves its own kind of apology. So we'd love to hear from you since the question actually came from within. What apology scenarios are you struggling with? Write to us, thepubertypodcast at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram at thepubertypodcast because I feel like we may need a part two on this episode. I don't know what I want to say. As long as you're not going to apologize to me, <laughs> then you can say whatever you want. Okay, here, I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, Carl. We're going to have an email writing session later where we start without an apology. Yes, we are. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts or check out our Instagram at The Puberty Podcast. If you have questions or stories to share, email us at thepubertypodcast at gmail.com. And for more puberty info, check out myoomla.com or dynamogirl.com. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.